Welcome to the Take Flight podcast with Daniel Johnson, Olu Okunola, Pabilo Timbo and Joel Ahmed as your hosts. Take Flight is released weekly, giving you behind the scenes business views into multiple industries, as well as highlighting the backstories of entrepreneurs and leaders in their respective spaces. We will also be breaking down business models, examining the latest trends in business and sharing our learnings along the way. Take Flight podcast is a university business class packaged for a diverse and inclusive audience. We blend this together for a unique and exciting look into the world of business. Join us, your hosts, who are coming from underrepresented backgrounds in the UK, have since worked and traveled to over 100 countries, learned our craft in some of the largest companies in the globe, started our own businesses, as well as invested across multiple asset classes, as we give a unique and inclusive perspective with the mission to help other potential flyers get ready to take flight. Since it started in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries in the top five podcasts globally and continues to grow and expand. Come join a growing community and let's help more potential flyers take flight. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. Welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast with myself, Pabilo Timbo, who will run a Take Flight Takeaway. This is episode 113. And before we get started, I want to wish each and every one of our listeners a happy new year. This is the first episode of the new year. I'm wishing everyone more love, wealth, health and happiness for 2022 and beyond. I hope you've all had an opportunity to set some goals, develop a plan um, and sort of put some things in place that you want to aspire to. If you haven't already checked out episode 111, Olu does a great job in sharing how he sets goals and the framework that he puts together. Um, and I think that can provide really good guidance to a number of people um, that want to set goals for this year. So in my take flight takeaways, I wanted to spend a little bit of time today uh, talking about um, investing in property, but remotely. Right. And so the, what that effectively means is, you know, investing in an area that you don't necessarily reside in or you spend a lot of time in, but you actually see it as a viable um, area to actually invest invest your money. And, and the reason why I wanted to do this was two things. One, I've had some success now in investing in properties and building a portfolio, um, being based here in Switzerland. So, you know, really remote. And I think there are a number of people that I've kind of experienced who have savings, want to invest, but don't necessarily think they can do it outside of where they live. And I think there are a number of myths around investing remotely. And I think people tend to focus on all the things that can go wrong as opposed to all the things that can go right. And as a result, they never actually end up investing in, in property. Um, and I'll double down on that point And I'll say, if I take, for example, you know, many people that I know that live in London, if we look at the market today where property prices are at all time high, if you came into 2021, for example, um, saving money and you know you was anticipating buying your first home and the property prices have kind of just sort of escaped you you're now left thinking you know where can I actually invest and get my first property so for a lot of people investing outside of the area like London for example um, does make a lot of financial sense however it's getting their head around can I actually do it will I actually be successful um, is it even possible and but surely because of the nature of investing in property, I need to be there in person. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that and I think share a real big tip. And I think it's one or two tips around, around how 
how you can do that. So um, before we kick off, just for those who are sort of new um, to this, my maybe new to sort of my profile. So my journey um, of investing in property and building a portfolio, it was kind of, and doing it remotely from Switzerland was by, was not by choice, but by force, right? So I've been here since 2012 and I've always had a desire to sort of build and scale a portfolio. I had no properties in 2015 and today um, the portfolio is valued just over 2 million pounds, right? And I, and, I, and I share more information about that on my personal Instagram page. Um, and I'll go one step further and say in the portfolio that I have today, I've only ever seen one property before I actually purchased it. All the others, um, I didn't actually see it myself, um, but were purchased. I've never, I've only ever seen one of my tenants face-to-face. -face. All the other tenants uh, I've never seen, I just know the names, not even actually all of them. I've, in terms of my actual power team, I've never met my solicitors face-to-face, -face, not my build, my build team, nor my accountant, not my mortgage broker. Um, and I've only let my letting agents manage, my lettings agents once, right? So. I want to, you know, set the background and the context around the fact that I've been able to build a portfolio and I haven't been um, on the ground per se, and I haven't actually necessarily met the people that make it a success in person, right? So really what I want to do here is two things. One, I think there's a piece on a mindset shift and there's a piece on, there's a big piece as to how you can actually start taking the, the first step forward um, if you're thinking about how to reinvest remotely. So I think the first thing I'll tell you before we even get started, and it's, it's a gift that somebody gave me, was it is possible, right? It is possible for you to build a portfolio, being based pr primarily at home, not necessarily having to travel hours and hours on end, and you can be very successful in doing that, right? Many people don't necessarily want a lifestyle where they actually have to be there every step of the process. And I'm also going to show you why it doesn't actually make necessarily financial sense for you to be in the actual investment area every step of the process. So it really boils down to, you know, if you're thinking about investing remotely, the thing that I want you to think about, and it really boils down to people. Um, people are really going to be the make or break in actually building a business, but especially when it comes to building it where you're not there in person, right? And so, one of the ways you, you physically as a person can't do everything. And if you want to actually scale a business or even scale time, the way you do that is you hire people or you bring people on board. So how to approach this? What's the steps to take? I think the first thing is, of course, you would have gone through the natural due diligence and identifying an area. And once you've done that, the thing that you need to do is you need to identify all of the roles that you need in order to make the success and build a portfolio. So for example, you want to write on a list, I need, what is it that, that you actually need? You need a management agent, you need a handyman, electrician, plumber, gas engineer, roofer, accountant, solicitor, mortgage broker, et cetera, et cetera. And you want to list out all of these roles. The next thing you want to do, and this is what I've learned from experience, is you basically need to make sure that this, these roles that you're basically, you know, you need in order to sort of build a portfolio remotely have to come with recommendations. You don't want to use anybody that has not come with a recommendation that somebody shared with you, right? Good news travels, bad news travels faster. And you want to build a team of people that you can actually trust who are reliable and are relatively good at their jobs. Doesn't necessarily have to be excellent, but they're good at being able to sort of get the task done, right? And I think here, what is it, you know, if I'm, I'm maybe I'm speaking to somebody that, you know, is trying to take that first step. 
And I think what I want to communicate is to help you understand that there are people out there that are more than willing and more than happy to work for you, providing that, you know, they're paid a fair rate. Um, and there are people that want to work, right? And I think sometimes we're always putting ourselves in the process and always feeling that, okay, I can't do it remotely because I need to be there. But there are tons of people that are good, that are trustworthy, that want the work, right? So I think, I think that's perhaps the biggest thing to focus on and how you can take an actual step forward when it comes to thinking about remote investing. Um, I'll talk a little bit about, about um, a bill team because some people may say, you know, well, that's good advice, but I've heard that there's horror stories with, with bill teams. Again, the first step is recommendations, right? That, that in itself will reduce the risk. And I think in, in putting together a build team or, or, you know, people that are essentially going to do some of the refurbishments, one of the things you want to do is you want to ask that build team, can you provide me with the latest person or latest client that you've worked on, right? So you've got a recommendation, but you also want to speak to the latest person that you've spoken to. You want to get an example of um, a quote and see how sort of detailed and how that's been described. Schedule of works. These are all examples that you want up front. Um, you can necessarily ask to see their projects at different stages. So not necessarily all of the projects that have been completed, but show me a project that you've been working on at the middle stage. Um, show me a project that you've been working on at the very beginning. Right. And so these are some of the things that you can actually you can actually do just to to make sure that you're you're very much in the process you're vetting, but you're not necessarily having to be there on the ground um, and um, and you can do it remotely. I think the other thing that comes to the other thing that comes to it is around systems, right? And it's a thinking about being conscious about systems. So the biggest piece that I have for you on this remote investing is really around the people, identifying the people, getting recommendations. But then it's about systems and, and the way you develop your systems is over time is documenting everything that needs to be done. Right. So thinking about how do I communicate with the people that I actually want to work with? How do I document the work? Right. If I do something with one um, handyman, I can then document that and perhaps provide it to the next person because maybe I, I change people um, moving forward. So it's very much a game of if you're investing remotely to put your trust in recommendations, um, put your trust in people that have been there and done it, because when it comes to something like property investing, um, it's identifying where you're going to be strong at, but then you need other people to support your vision and your goal. I want to share a little bit around expectations because I think I think when you're not there in person, I think there are some things to keep in mind. Now, now generally speaking, um, you may find that things are a bit more costly because you're not there, you're not there physically in person to maybe do some things yourself. And sometimes what I found in building my portfolio, I have I can't negotiate everything. I have to pick my battles. And there are some things that maybe I'm prepared to pay a little bit more for. And that's just really the cost of me being as far as I am away from the portfolio. The second expectation to manage is around, you may not necessarily always secure the best deals because it's a lot to do with speed. There's a lot to do with building relationships in person. And that's also okay. It doesn't mean that you can't get deals. It just means that you're understanding that some of the best deals go to those who are, can, can get to the viewing before you, for example, or before someone that you put in place. And I think the last thing that, that um, on, on an expectation standpoint is around you just being prepared for one or two things to go wrong. Because sometimes if, when you, if you think that it's all, always going to, has to go perfectly, when something does go wrong, it, again, it's, it's a mismanagement of expectations. So keeping those things in mind um, will help you to understand and be a little bit more um, 
relaxed as a relaxed going into the process of saying, okay, I can manage this remotely. And one of the things I'll also add to as well is, is that when I say manage remotely, I'm talking about most of your time being spent where you live and managing it from where you're based. It doesn't necessarily mean that you won't go up once or twice and check on projects, but I think it's about you know the idea of saying, can I actually do this being a couple of hours away or being in another country? The, the, the thing, the piece that actually helped me to shift my mindset that I want to share with you around remote investing and speaking around, does it make financial sense um, to actually be there every step of the process yourself is, and not many people have done this, and I think it's very important to do this to help decide and make decisions. And it's a trick that the wealthy, wealthy people do. I need you to price your time because what happens is when you price your time, you get to understand the time value time value of money and where you're best positioned and where you actually should be. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I was to price my time per hour at 500 pounds. That basically means that that's kind of the value that I create on an hourly basis in what I do. So from nine to five, um, 4,000 pounds, for example, um, that's the cost. So if somebody, for example, needs me for something, I could probably turn around and say, you know, for two or three hours, unless I'm able to yield more in that, in that, activity I'm better off doing what I need to do so it's a way of making decisions but I'm going to help you understand why not only if you was a little bit on the fence about remote investing this will help you to understand why it certainly can certainly make sense financially so let's say I was to price my time and let's say I was to say okay I've made the decision to fly in for every single viewing right because I want to be there in person I'm I'm afraid I'm not sure I, I need to see what I'm actually buying um so if I if if four thousand pounds is my is my sort of um, you know day rate because that's what I'm saying per hour. If you add, for example, the flight of the cost of flights, meals, perhaps a train, renting a car, you could easily be at a case of five thousand pounds. So that's the real cost of what it would take me to travel from where I am to go to the to go to this area to look at properties. I pay um, my handyman twenty five pounds to view a property. Not only is it much a fraction of what it would cost me to travel in, but he is much more better positioned to view the property and to give me a very thorough list as to what it actually needs in order to be in great condition. You know, what, what makes it basically the numbers I need in order to put it into my deal analyzer and run the numbers. So there's two things there. There's one, financial sense of actually bringing people on board to help you with your remote investing. But two, it's the expertise. Right. If, especially if you're new as an investor, the best thing you can do is lean and leverage on other people who've actually been there and done it. I could view a property and look around and I would think that serves my needs because I've had a chance to look at it. But I'm actually better off getting a build team or someone who actually knows how to fix and refurb things to go and have a look. Because then they can tell me exactly what's needed and I can then plug that into my deal analyzer and actually get a much more better assessment of the deal as opposed to doing it myself. I save myself time. Um, resources, uh, money, energy, by putting someone else in place. And so if you apply that to everything else, right, and then, okay, if I get the best people in position to do things, you actually start to see, if, for example, you are living far away, a case whereby you don't actually need to be there as many times as you think you do, right? And I think if you don't certainly start that way, I think most businesses, as you start to see scale, you start to realize that, one of the objectives in business is to start, build, scale, and to slowly remove yourself from the process. 
right? And so, again, going back to my journey, I've been investing remote. I've been investing remotely, not by choice, but by force. But if I was back in the UK, I would still manage it from a remote location. I would spend most of my time where I live. I would travel up every so often, um, just to maybe closer to the action. But I would actually rely on the people that I've got based on recommendations to do what they do best. So I hope that helps. Um, and I really just want to get through to some people that are on the fence. They've got savings. Maybe they're based in London. You know, they're, they're looking at the prices in London. They're thinking, how on earth can I get my first property? But their savings would actually go a long way in the north of England, for example, or other parts of the country. Um, and the piece that is blocking, the piece that's basically in between their savings and actually investing into property is that understanding of, is it possible to do it remotely? Um, and I've shared a big piece around um, people and also the mindset shift. So I hope, I hope some of that has helped. If you've got any questions or any thoughts around this, please feel free to message me on my personal Instagram page, uh, first name Pabilo and second name Timbo. I'd be more than happy to um, share some more information or some more tips as to how you can make this work for you. So until next time, um, if you've got any thoughts, any questions generally, you can email us at takeflightpodcast.gmail.com um, or also check out our Instagram page at takeflightpodcast. Speak soon, until next time. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah,